Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 199 of Beyond Retirement. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you'll recall, last week I talked with Sandra Snook, who's been traveling in her van a lot in retirement. She's not a full-time van traveler, so she says, but a part-timer, because she's got a sticks and bricks home, too. If you haven't listened to this episode, you should go back and listen to it. Sandra had a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Traveling in retirement is a big thing for many people. One key point that Sandra made is knowing yourself before you go. Are you more introverted or extroverted? It may be important, depending on how you travel. If you're alone in a van, as Sandra is, being by yourself for long stretches can be very taxing if you're generally extroverted. Be sure to build in time to spend with others. Conversely, if you're traveling with a group and you're an introvert, make sure to find some alone time to recharge yourself, your mind, and your body. And your companions will all thank you. We talked about a lot of things, but throughout the conversation, there was an overriding theme of confidence, or more aptly, lack of confidence, and the need to overcome that lack. Sandra mentioned that our society seems to condition women to fear being alone, to the point where many are afraid to set out by themselves to do anything. Many also have families telling them not to do things on their own. This is mostly out of concern and love, of course, but it doesn't benefit the individual who's made the plans to travel on her own. When you add this discouragement to the stories and the events that are already available online, there's no wonder that so many women, and men too, are afraid to venture out on their own, even when it's something they really want to do. And if it's something you really want to do, you should do it. Sandra emphasized that following your dreams can be an amazing experience for you, and missing out on that experience could lead to a lot of sadness later on. Another thing that Sandra pointed out related to traveling alone and worries of assaults, etc., was that the statistics simply do not support the idea that women are more likely to run into problems, especially older white women. We tend to blend into the scenery, so to speak. Maybe you don't want to test that theory, but it could be comforting to keep it in mind that as an older white woman, you just kind of blend into the background. Nobody's going to pay any attention to you at all. The bigger worries should probably be your health, potential injuries, vehicle breakdowns. Any one of these can cause major expenses and result in problems you weren't anticipating. So health insurance, and maybe a clean bill of health before taking off in your travels, and a plan for how to get help on the road are good things to think about. Confidence in yourself doesn't mean not being afraid, of course. It simply means that you believe you know how to handle yourself in whatever situation you expect to encounter. And the best way to gain that belief is to be aware of the possibilities of danger and plan how to avoid or ameliorate them. There are many ways to lessen the impact of a dangerous situation. If the danger is physical, like an attack or an assault, 
You can certainly learn self-defense at any age. You can also learn how to avoid putting yourself into situations that lend themselves to such risks. That doesn't mean don't go out alone, though that's certainly one way of avoiding the risks. Instead, it means learning to pay attention to your surroundings and learning to be alert for changes in atmosphere that could signal a danger of some sort. Another type of fear and the confidence to overcome it is something like Sandra mentioned, her fear of bridges. Potentially an irrational fear, it makes no difference to your brain. You simply know you're afraid in that situation. So one way to overcome it is to plan out in advance how you're going to deal with it. Maybe you're deeply afraid of driving in heavy traffic, but you have to get across a big city in the middle of the day. There are a few ways to mitigate your fear in this case. You can figure out a route that goes around the city instead of through the heart of it. Perhaps you can plan the trip for a different time of day. Or maybe you can try focusing on just the block that you're in at any given moment instead of worrying about all the rest of the trip. You could turn on music and sing along with it as you drive, which Sandra does when she's going over bridges. But that might add to the stress in a heavy traffic situation. Another option is to plan a treat as a reward for getting through whatever it is you're dreading. Something Sandra said she's trying to live by now is the quote, you can't plan a life because then you have a plan, not a life. I understand what she's saying. If you spend all your time trying to follow some plan you've scripted, you're going to miss out on the more spontaneous things that happen in life. But I think some things need to be planned. You just don't have to have every single minute of your day scheduled in advance. Leave some room for flexibility and for doing whatever comes up in the moment. That's the biggest thrill of retirement for me, having the freedom to do what I choose to do in the moment. Every morning, I can open my eyes and say, what do I feel like doing today? Instead of saying, how many hours till I get to do what I want to do? I think I'd like to end today with Sandra's advice about retirement, which was to take some time, a few months, a year, of no plans, just to figure out who you are and what you really like to do. Be nice to yourself. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Margaret Agard, a writer whose life changed for the better when she stopped trying to do all the things on her to-do list every day. I hope you'll join us to discover how she did it. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.